Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. How are we doing? Um, it's more, I'm recording this in the morning, but you may or may not be listening to this or watching this in the morning. So good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever. Hope you're doing fantastic. I'm in a super good mood right now. This video, if you saw the timestamp or the length of it, it's different. It's different than anything that I put out. It's different than anything that I made. Essentially, this is a video podcast, and it's something that I've kind of wanted to do for, whoops, um, I hate this uh, pop filter. It is just so massive, and it's a piece of junk, but that's what I got. Anyways, um, this is essentially a, a video podcast. Um this is, I don't know if this will become a series. I don't know if this will be something that falls under Design Daily, which I realize <laughs> kind of just fell off. It just stopped. I'll be honest. I just stopped it um, and I didn't say anything. So for those of you who enjoyed it, I'm sorry. And for those who didn't listen, I'm also sorry that it just ended after like five episodes and like with just with my friends. But it's hard. It's it's legitimately it's hard being uh, a podcast host. You know, I'm not used to that. I'm used to being on the other end, like receiving the interview for a job or whatever. But it's different when you need to facilitate the conversation. But you don't want it to be so much like an interview. But you want it to be natural. But you still have to lead the conversation. So it was difficult, but I learned a lot of things. So again, this, I don't know if this is going to go into that, but I do think this will be a series. I'm, I'm experimenting with what this is. So it's going to be me kind of just spewing, kind of just talking about my thoughts, talking about things that are going on, questions that I have, stuff that I'm asking myself and I'm just trying to figure out. And the idea really came about from when I go on walks almost every day and when I'm on walks, it's really a time for me to just think through my thoughts, to get ideas. Um, and I'm sure most of you think about those things as well. So a lot of times, like I have my AirPods in and I'm talking to myself and speaking out loud is, is like for me, the best way to articulate my thoughts and to just, just basically articulate my thoughts and get my ideas out and, um, shout out to my friends Anuja and G in, in college. That's just what I would have to do. I would say, Hey, do you have 10 minutes for me to talk to you? And half the time they weren't even listening. Like they know I, and I knew half the time they weren't even listening to me. So obviously the 50% they were listening was beneficial for their feedback, but every time it was still beneficial just for me to speak my words. It's kind of like the same thing as when something is in your head and you write it down on paper and it's better and easier memorizing one to memorize and just think through what you're writing and then to physically see it there. It's kind of the same thing for me. It's, it's a lot of speaking writing does help as well. And so essentially these are just going to be some thoughts, questions that I have questions that hopefully I'm not the only one asking. I'm not the only one thinking through these things. I know I can't be the only one out there. Maybe I am, but um, I don't think so. So hopefully this, at minimum, you know, provides some value to you in getting you 
to think about these things or maybe you've thought about it as well and for you to know that like you're not the only person out there who's wrestling with this stuff who's thinking about it who thought oh like that's interesting so hopefully um i think this is going to help some people i i really do um and so specifically let's just get into it this episode is kind of going to be around it's going to be around the idea of time it's going to be around um moments in your life and specifically like uh this podcast with Jesse Itzler uh on the Joe Rogan episode. Now the podcast itself is like three and a half years old now. But I listened to it a couple months ago and recently re-listened to it because I just thought it was so good. Jesse Itzler, if you don't know who he is, I'll I'll talk about his background quickly. He he's an entrepreneur, um very successful. He started several companies, Coconut Water Company, Zico. He started Marquee Jet. He's um, part owner of the Atlanta Hawks. He's married to Sarah Blakely. If you don't know Sarah Blakely, also entrepreneur, founder of Spanx, power couple. Um, so he's very successful in the business world. And he's also, at, hold on, my mom's calling me. Yeah, back to the episode. So um, very successful entrepreneur, businessman, Jesse Itzler. He had gotten into running and ultra marathon. So he's an ultra marathoner. He lived with, he wrote a book called Living with a Seal. This uh, Navy Seal was David Goggins. So the episode that this was recorded was a couple years after he wrote that book. And also highly recommend, whoops, highly recommend um listen to that episode with Rogan with David Goggins he's just a, a a monster um fairly explicit content but um definitely gets you thinking and so essentially Jesse Itzler felt that he had conquered and almost mastered a lot in life in the business world entrepreneurship uh, you know, career and, you know, then uh, getting to that point physically felt like he was reaching his max and but he felt like he was lacking that in his sort of mental and, and spiritual realm of his life. And so he thought, all right, I've 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 contacted the masters in business and in, you know, Navy SEALs or hardcore people, masters in physical realm. So who are these sort of masters in in this mental space and so he thought one of the masters are probably monks and so he wrote a book called living with the monks and this is what the core of of the rogan episode was about and, and kind of what i want to talk about is um is this experience of him living with these monks and it resonated with me because when i studied abroad um, a lot of you may not know, a lot of you might know, I don't really know, but I studied abroad in college and it was a travel program. So we traveled all over, lived out of a suitcase, amazing experience. And we stayed at a monastery called La Tourette by Lake Corbusier. And in the architecture realm, it is, you know, it is an icon, like just that is an iconic piece of architecture, La Tourette. And so it's it's in France. We were there about two and a half days, three nights, um, two and a half days. We got there in the afternoon, stayed there overnight, full day, night, full day, night, left in the morning. And 
so one, I was just like, wow, you know, I, I stayed at a monastery. So I was just immediately interested in what he had to stay. So he was at a monastery in upstate New York for 15 days, kind of an arbitrary time, but he thought that is long enough amount of time to be there that he felt like, you know, it would be an accomplishment. It's not like three days or like I was there or it wasn't like just a week. It was a solid over two weeks that he would have to be there. And so he kind of had just reached out to him. They said, yeah, come by. And so he went and for me, it was just, it was interesting to hear his story and I, I could relate to it at a, at a smaller scale because he, he described himself as just a busy person. He doesn't really take as much time to rest and to just kind of like meditate or think about things or, or just, you know, he's very busy and he's always on the go. And that's a lot kind of like me. I'm a lot just on the go. I frankly hate being alone. I hate being by myself. I get my energy from being with other people, doing things. I love go, go, go. One of the reasons why I'm always like other places, hang with friends, like I'm always trying to make plans to do stuff. But I'm also like just spontaneous, like in a second, like, let's go, let's do it. And I've had a hard time um, switching to like post-college and I've gotten better, but just like being alone more. Um, it's just, it's difficult and it's just not, not for me. And so the whole, you know, leading up to going to La Tourette and being there, I'm like, man, what am I going to do? Because I mean, first of all, I didn't have cell service. Like we had some Wi-Fi at the hotels, but there was going to be Wi-Fi. And at the monastery we were at, you only spoke, you couldn't speak inside. You could only speak in the dining hall and you were only in the dining hall at meals. So um, each person had their own cell. It honestly was like probably the size of my room. Fairly basic. And so most of the time you're not talking, you're not speaking with other people. Like we would obviously talk to each other at breakfast, lunch and dinner and, um, you know, tell each other like what we did that day or we saw each other and, and you were allowed to speak outside. But frankly, it was it was raining like 95 percent of the time we were there and it was like mid 40s, maybe low, maybe like 50. So like wasn't even nice to be outside to just like get a break to like talk to people. Um, so I was like, not, I was not looking forward to it, whereas like my roommate Danny was like super looking forward to it. So. It, I was like, man, this is going to be, this is going to be a challenge. Like, what am I going to do? And essentially the only thing that we would do is just, we're there to study the building. Like we're there to study the piece of architecture to get to know every part of it. And essentially that's what we did. I spent most of the time just walking around, looking at every detail, trying to figure out every nook and cranny of this space, how it's designed, why Le Corbusier did what he did. Um, I'll throw some images here of of that, and um, it just photographed and just sketched a ton. That's that's essentially what I did. The one afternoon, I spent like three hours trying to draw a section through the through like the most complex part of the building to know like get the f most of the scope of the building, and. That was that was hard, and and I say that because Jesse Itzler talks about his first 
um, like 10 minutes there, five minutes there. He asked the monk, like he gets there, gets situated and he's like, so now what? And, um, you know, he's like, what do we do? Uh, and he's like, well, dinner will be at X, you know, we'll be at like 6 PM. He's like, okay, what do I do till then? And he says, you think, and he was like, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm in for a long, uh, you know, 15, you know, 14 days, 23 hours more for this. And I could just relate to that, even though it wasn't that long. Um, but he he knew that was going to be tough because right after that, he was like, all right, let me try to think. And he thought 20 minutes went by. He set a timer on his watch and like two minutes had gone by and he felt like it was like hours. So it was just super interesting to me um, that I, I could just relate to that. I, I, have our, I just hadn't really related to... Um, someone else that way and I thought man like I haven't met many other people that have been to a monastery like it's just really I just found it really interesting um and so he goes through essentially it was a grind for him to go through the first week and then once he got through the first week he's like all right like I can do it I can I can hit this 15 days and what I really wanted to talk about here is just then his relationship with time and with how he spends his time and what he prioritizes completely changed, completely changed. Um, you know, at the monastery, most of your decisions are taken away from you. Uh, you know, they live a simple life. You eat when you're told to eat. They think, and this monster he was at, they were masters of of um, dog training, so they did that as well. But he he talks specifically about um, how when he came back, he just had a different relationship with time. He said no to more things. He prioritized spending time with family and, and doing things they really wanted to do more. Yeah, he, he essentially then talked about how his life had changed. And now obviously he's back. He's still dealing with the stuff you have to deal with, with emails and looking at your phone a lot more and all that. He, you know, he, he talks about he did a really good job. And that's something that I'm trying to be more intentional with. I'm trying to, especially social media, like it is... It is very difficult when you're in the space, when you're whatever you want to call it, you want a content creator, influencer, that term's kind of outdated now, but you're just in the space creating, doing this and to not get sucked in, to not just consume so much. And like that honestly is like something I'm really trying to work through and trying to figure out how can I, how can I create more than I consume? Uh, Marie Forleo talks about that. Other people talk about that. Talk about also not just more than you consume, but before you can consume. So I'm really trying to be diligent about not being on my phone immediately in the morning and not getting on my email, not getting on Twitter, whatever. And then also not right before bed, just trying to allow more space. Um, to honestly just kind of like rest because I don't think it's it's kind of mindless at times and I, I don't think it's truly restful or beneficial where you're just just scrolling you know just 
doing what you're doing, especially right in the morning and especially right at night. And I even catch myself during the day. And so I'm trying to work on that. Just trying to be aware of just not wasting. Honestly, frankly, it's not wasting time when I don't need to be like, yeah, when I want inspiration or like want to check on um, like my friends or, or certain like creators I follow, like, yeah, then then I should do that. But I'm just trying to be really intentional about, frankly, not wasting time and not just consuming garbage or things mindlessly. He didn't specifically talk about that, but that is something I'm trying to work on. And I wonder if I know other people. I was talking to my friend Trevor recently. Uh, he's a musician. He's been doing gigs lately. Trevor Moody Music, I think, might be his one handle. But we were, we were discussing this. And it's it's just difficult, and I know other friends who are creators like find it difficult as well. And it's just a challenge. So I don't know if there's other people out there listening who have tips or helpful tools, things to use. I'd appreciate that. I'd appreciate like letting me know what they are. Um, but back to to Jesse Itzler and his relationship with time, and it is something like. I guess I kind of touched on, you know, in one video I had made, but he he gives this example that I think I kind of thought about before, but I think it, it kind of just, in a way, it almost blew my mind, but I, I kind of thought about this before where I think about things, I do think about things in time and, and years, but I've noticed that that that's going faster. I think it's just a sign of getting older that time starts to go faster. Perception goes faster. Time doesn't actually go faster. It's a constant. But I think a lot about things in moments and wanting to do things, and that's kind of how I've always been. I've always wanted to spend my money on bigger, honestly, frankly, experiences rather than just things. Or if it is things, it's like big items for that experience, whether it's like new snowboard, wakeboard. Um, I mean, those are only the kind of like the big items that I actually would buy. Maybe a new computer. I don't know. Not really. I got a new computer recently and I had my old one for like nine years. So that doesn't even make sense. But you get the you kind of get the point. But he he gives us an example and it really hit hard for me. Um, so he talks about his parents are, are 89 right now. And he's like, let's say they live, or maybe they're 80, whatever. His parents are 89. Let's say they live five more years, 94, which he wants them to live longer. Obviously, who doesn't want that for their family? His parents live in Florida. He doesn't live in Florida. He's in Georgia. And I believe he's in Georgia. And um, he's like, all right, you think I got five years. I got five years with my mom and dad. I got five years with, you know, my sister, with my cousin. I got five years to go on this trip with my buddies. I got five years to accomplish what I want to do with these people. Um, the reality is you don't. <laughs> That's the thing. You don't. Like, you have five years in terms of the, the amount of time, but... If you only see those people X times a year, if you only see those people two times a year, if you only see those people five times a year, you know, you really only have 
10 more visits. You only have 10 more chances. You only have 25 more chances. Whatever the number is you see or do those things with those people that you really care about, you break it down to the number you see them a year or that you'll visit them. That's all you have. You don't have five years. He talks about he doesn't have, he's like, I don't have five years. I have 10 visits. I have 10 visits with him. And if I only see him for three days, that's only 15 days that I have with him. You don't have five years. You get 15 days. Think about that. That like, it really hit hard for me. Like, that really, really hit hard for me. Um, Especially with my dad passing. Um, Had no idea that was going to happen. And I haven't talked about it, frankly. I haven't talked about it openly um, at least in a video, I don't think I have. I've posted stuff on Instagram and that, um, and and some videos, but I haven't really openly talked about it. It's something that I it's hard to do. Um, but you just you don't think until it happens. You you just don't think about it. Like I didn't think he was healthy. Never thought it was going to pass. But now, going through that experience. And hearing kind of what, uh, you know, what Jesse's talking about, like my perspective on time and with relationships honestly has like really changed. And I'm much more aware of these moments. And I'm honestly trying to make more of these moments happen with the people that I know with the people that I love being with, with my friends, with my family, I'm trying to make more of these moments and be aware of when these special moments are happening and to be fully present, fully living in that moment and taking in everything of being with them, doing what we're doing, just enjoying their company, trying to take that all in because who knows how many more times you get with that person or doing that activity with that person or those people. Um, you just don't know. You don't know. And it's just changed for me. And I feel like I can say having lived through um, a tough experience, like you think you know, but you don't know until it it happens and then you you regret like man i wish i had spent more time doing this very few people regret spending too much time very few um if anyone i don't really know if you could say wow i spent too much time being with these people i love spent too much time you know hanging with my grandparents spend too much time snowboarding with my buddies like maybe if it takes away from spending other time time with other people maybe yes but very rarely is it like you think you spend too much time it's more so not enough that's just what i've what i've experienced um and he again it just hit home and so that is something i'm trying to also be very aware of and not wasting time on social media and being more present in these moments as I'm meeting new friends and getting into new groups and activities. I'm like trying to be very present 
and intentional with these relationships and with these people. That's something I'm trying really hard to do. Um, cause a lot of times in the past I, I hadn't been, you know, it's just, Hey, whatever that, but now I'm, I'm trying to be very intentional and, um, frankly with it, with my time and who I'm spending with and who I'm getting to know. Cause if I'm not intentional and if I don't prioritize what I want to prioritize, then life or someone will prioritize it for me. I heard that from someone. I don't know who. Um, Chase Jarvis had said it before, but if I don't prioritize my life and the things I do, someone will, someone else or life just itself will prioritize it for you. Yeah. Um, that's also hard. It's a hard thing to do. I struggle with it for sure. And so Jesse has kind of built this platform uh, called, uh, I don't know if it's, I guess it's a platform, maybe kind of like a movement, um, uh, your life resume, essentially building your life resume. And he talks about what he is doing to build his life resume. And I thought, man, that's, that's like such a great way to put it. I love traveling. I love doing amazing, like having these amazing experiences. And I've been blessed to have been able to travel many places, do a bunch of amazing things. And frankly, I put a high priority on that, like put a lot of time and money and effort into doing these things because I'm going to get old and I'm not going to be able to climb the mountains that I want to climb. I'm not going to be able to go on these trips that I want to do with my friends that I have right now. We're going to be older we'll have families or kids or other responsibilities that it's just not going to be available to do. And so I feel like I have this urgency in life. I, I felt like I've had it and I feel like I have it now within the past like five years, this urgency to just build what Jesse says, build up these moments, build up these things on my life resume. Things that I want to do that, that an experience that, frankly may not be available in the future and so I've just been thinking what am I doing currently what have I done like what's on my life resume are there other things that I want to accomplish are there other things that I can carve out time for what what am I doing that's like not contributing to building my life resume or not contributing to being in these moments and doing things with the people I really care about in my relationships like there's so much garbage in there that you can cut out and it's tough. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit it's super tough. But I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, and he also talks about, uh, I'm just looking at my notes here. He, he mentions with that, are there also things in life that you're under indexing in? Are there things that you're doing that you're really not going all out, that you're not giving it your all or that you think you are, but you're not? Or are there things you're putting limitations on yourself for what you're doing? Could be physically, mentally, you know, could just be, yeah, I'm doing this and it's going well, but like, could you be doing more for it to be better? Are you fully invested in that project, in that relationship? Like, what is it? And if you're going, if, if you see that you can push further, then do it. You know, there's a reason compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. It compounds and, you know, years down the line, 
boom, exponential. 1% better a day or a week is massive growth. But it's hard to see. It's hard to recognize. You just think 1%. I get it. It's tough. I struggle with it. I'm something I'm trying to work through in all areas of life and what I'm doing. It's not easy. Um, so I wonder if, if other people, if you have thoughts on this as well, if you have thoughts on um, any of this that I've said, your relationship with time, how you're, how you're spending it, are there things in life that you really want to do, almost kind of like bucket list items, but in a way like more, I don't know, maybe more meaningful, more intentional because they don't have to be like just activity bucket list. It, it could be like spending time with this person or, or doing this one thing that might not seem like massive, not like, you know, like go to the Grand Canyon or something. It could be oh, like visiting my grandma more often and like getting ice cream, something, you know, that's just is not as grandiose, but like is very meaningful and down the line that you wouldn't want to regret doing. So that's all I got. I know it got kind of deep there, but hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully get you thinking about these things, get you thinking about these things. And hopefully, honestly, I just hope it resonates with some of you. I'd love to hear in the comments or shoot me a DM, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, the underscore Austin Beck. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if there's stuff that you are trying to do that you want to put on your life resume. Let me know if you're struggling with social media or just garbage in your life that's just taking away time from stuff you want to do. Just let me know. I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to talk through it with you because I'm struggling with it. And I'm trying to figure it out. And, you know, I'm just here living trying to provide some value to you, trying to get you to think, trying to just hear your thoughts to get me to think, oh, shoot, that's a great idea. Like, man, I'm glad that person shared that with me. So let me know your thoughts and ideas and, and what's going on in your life. I'd love to hear it. Um, I plan on doing some more of these. Not sure what they'll be over. Not sure what the topics will be. But let me know if you enjoyed this. If you enjoyed this video, leave a like, leave a comment down below. I know this is different than what I've done, but I would love to do more of these and let me know if you want to see more of them. So have a great rest of your day and thank you for watching.